Georgia. Welcome to the New Bridge broadcast with the services from New Bridge Baptist Church, located on Cleveland Highway, one mile north of the State Patrol Office, near the entrance to Laurel Park. Pastor Milton Harris invites you to join them for their services all week long, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and on Wednesday night. Now let's join the services already in progress from the New Bridge Baptist Church of Gainesville. I want to welcome everybody today um, to our, our little Christmas program. And I just want to thank everybody, all the parents, for allowing our, your children to be in this. We've got several that are, are sick this morning, and I always kind of plan for that. That's kind of why we do it the way we do it, so that if um, we have some out, we can kind of just go on with it. And I um, just want to thank all the parents again for allowing me to have some time with your children. And um, so we're going to start. On that first Christmas day, Mary and Joseph laid Jesus in the hay. Shepherds came to share the joy of finding Jesus, the baby boy. Wise men came from lands afar, guided by the star. The angels came in robes of white, singing praises on that night. The animals came on quiet feet to see the little child so sweet. We too can come to worship him just as they did in Bethlehem. The birthday is here of our Savior so dear. May our program please you in the Lord Jesus too. I may be small standing before you today, but I have something big to say. Jesus was born and he is God's son. He'll be up this evening when the season is done. Christmas is a time of joy. Me and Joseph, baby boy, came to you from heaven above. Jesus Christ, the gift of love. Babies are tiny and cannot do many things except baby Jesus. He's king of kings. Little baby in the hay didn't come to earth to stay. He came to tell us of God's love in the home in heaven above. First Christmas present was under the tree. The baby in the nature was a gift to you and me. Let's talk to God today, and this is what we will say. Thank you for the baby who came on Christmas Day. Here I stand to say Christ was born on Christmas Day. Gentle baby in the hay, come into my heart to stay. I have room enough for thee. You are welcome here with me. Dear Lord, we thank you and have an above for Christ your gift of goodness love. May your Christmas be made and bright with Jesus as your guiding light. T'was the night before Christmas when all through the earth, no crowds were expecting that one humble birth could set into motion a marvelous plan, our Savior, God with us, the true hope of man.
have your Bibles, let's turn to some very familiar scripture. Matthew chapter number 2. Would you mind standing in honor of the reading of the Word of God if you're physically able? We want to read two verses this morning and share a thought that the Lord laid on our heart. I always say, let's not forget why we're celebrating and who we're celebrating this time of year. Matthew chapter number 2. We just want to read two verses today. Let's read, uh, start with verse number 10. He said, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented, presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Thank you for standing for the reading of the Word of God. A few weeks ago, we talked a little bit about the perfect gift. And aren't you glad God sent the perfect gift in His Son, Jesus, the greatest gift ever? And as we look here, we see uh, first the shepherds had come to worship Jesus. Uh, the angel appeared to them, and they came with haste and, and worshiped him and then we see about one to two years later uh, they believe it could be up to two years after Jesus birth the magi the wise men they come to worship him also the number of the wise men is really unknown they speculate three because of the three gifts but we don't know we don't know how many would have been in the convoy these were wealthy uh, kings that come, uh, no doubt they had servants, no doubt they had guards, they ain't no telling how many was in that convoy that come to worship Jesus Christ. They brought three gifts. They brought gold, which speaks of his royalty, the son of David, the king. They brought frankincense, which speaks of his deity, the son of God, and was an expensive incense associated with prayer and praise around the temple. Myrrh speaks of his humanity, the Son of Man. It was a death spice associated with suffering and sorrow. Let me say the gifts were of great value, costly. Offerings in the Old Testament were called sacrifices. And today we see that these wise men, though, they brought these expensive gifts, and gave them to Jesus. Well, our thought today is, what gifts are we giving Jesus? What gifts are we giving Jesus? Hmm. Are we giving gifts that are costly, of great value, require some sacrifice on our part? I'm not talking about great wealth as this worldly system maybe we look at, or I'm not talking about some standard or requirement to ask you to give more than you're able to give. God would never expect that from us. But we are to or should present Him back with gifts. The Word of God says this about not being able to give more than we're able to give. He said, for if there be 
first a willing mind, it is accessible according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. In other words, the Lord knows our resources. He knows our heart. He knows our mind. He knows our motive. And if we're doing all we can do, then it's acceptable to the Lord. We know that we are to present things to Him, and we know that we should there give Him great gifts in return. Well, what gifts is the Lord looking for us to give Him? Well, first of all, let me say, He's looking for us to give Him our souls, to give Him our hearts, our life. And that accomplished with salvation. And we know in Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. You say, well, what is the need? Well, Isaiah said, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you, that he will not hear. Romans chapter 3 gives us two verses. that, And he says, As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. James wrote this about our lost condition. He said, You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enemy with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. The problem you and I have is a sin problem. We're born with it. and You and I are separated from God until that time we are born again, saved into the family of God. We need to be reconciled to Him. I like this. 1 John 4, 14 says, And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Let me just stop right quick, and maybe you're tuning in, or maybe you're sitting under the sound of my voice today, and you've never been born again. You've never been saved. And God's given you the greatest gift ever when He gave His Son, and Jesus gave you a great gift when He gave His life on the cross of Calvary to pay a debt, a sin debt, that we could not pay. There's no way we could pay it. We could not live a perfect life, and it had to be a perfect sacrifice. But Jesus was willing to do that. Now, I'm going to say, if God the Father loved us so much, He was willing to do that. And the Lord Jesus Christ loved us so much that He was willing to go to the cross of Calvary. Don't you think you ought to give Him your soul, give Him your life? He's not asking for, for you to accept His great guilt. He wants you to accept it. We need to be reconciled to God. Uh, Romans 5 talks about, uh, but God commended His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you glad of that? Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, I know I've got a lot of Scripture, but I'm going to tell you, as we talked about in the Bible college, it's the Word of God that gives our message authority. Whether we're teaching a class, or whether we're standing up here preaching, or we're giving a devotion, 
Folks, I'm going to tell you what. It's the Word of God that gives it authority. Amen? So let me just share some things with you about the Word of God. Here, he said, or from the Word of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 8, And all things are of God who have reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself, not in putting their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Let me say, when you and I make that decision, back in 1969 as an eight-year-old boy in a little country church over there on Pea Ridge, Georgia, in Habersham County, I stepped out that night, and I decided to accept God's wonderful gift. And I went to the altar and asked Jesus Christ to save my lost soul. To that point, I was lost. To that point, I was an enemy. But thank God, that night, I was reconciled to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, when I was born again. The Lord's not only seeking reconciliation, but He's seeking a relationship. Now, And I've said this often. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with a risen, living Savior. A religion can send you to hell. And I'm afraid religion is sending a lot of people to hell because they are trusting in religion and not in the Savior. But I'm glad my faith and trust is in Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that I have a relationship with Him. And that's what God has desired. That's what Jesus has desired. He wants the gift of our soul, of our life, so we can be reconciled, so that we can have a personal relationship with Him. <clears throat> we know in the Word of God, when uh, Jesus was given the model prayer, he, he began, He said, After this matter, therefore pray you, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Uh, he wants to have that relationship. 1 John 1, 3, that, that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. It's a relationship. What gift is the Lord seeking from us? First of all, let me say He's seeking our soul, our heart, our life, so we can be reconciled and have a relationship. Y'all pray for me. <coughs> We've been battling some bronchitis, and it's kind of rearing its ugly head. I don't know if it's the Lord telling me to shut up or the devil. Or maybe some of you are praying, I'll hush, I don't know. Uh, but I'm glad. That's a gift that we can give the Lord. Secondly, let me say a gift we can give Him is our sanctification, our daily walk. I read one time where a preacher said to preach the love of God without the holiness of God is a sin. Think about that for just a moment. We often talk about the love of God, but how about the holiness of God? That's our sanctification. When you and I are born again, the Word of God says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He said in John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. He's talking about there a life of sanctification. First Peter talked about 
uh, in chapter number 1, Be ye holy, for I am holy. See, it's not just enough. You and I get saved. Yes, that gets us into heaven. That gets us into relationship. But that relationship is going to be based upon our sanctification. It's going to be based on how we walk here in this life. You and I, I guess it's put this way. I have been saved. I'm permanently in the, sealed. But I'm being saved. Each day, that's progressive sanctification. I should be more like Jesus today than I was yesterday. And I ought to be more like Jesus tomorrow, Chad, than I was today. But then, praise God, one of these days, I'm going to get a new glorified body, and I'm going to have perfect sanctification. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that new body one day. Amen? And so, what can we give him? What's he looking for? He's looking for our soul. That's the greatest gift of all. And then, he's looking for our sanctification, for us to live a life, uh, there, a holy life unto him. Now, I, folks, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to judge anyone. The Lord, the Bible judges and the Lord judges but when someone says that they've gotten saved and there's no change in their life they're living just as wicked as they were before something's wrong when I got saved there was a desire put in my heart to live for the God, for the Lord and I don't know about you but there's something that convicts me inside when I say something I shouldn't or I do something I shouldn't so what the Lord's, hey, he's given us so much. Can we not give him our soul? Can we not give him a life of sanctification and our walk and live for him? Has a mother, but I'm going to have to move on. I'm just about <coughs> give out. Uh, then thirdly, let me say this. Not only is he looking for our soul, not only is he looking for our sanctification, a, a life living for him, a walk for him, but he's looking for our service. I put them in this order. Because without us giving him our soul, we can't walk for him and live a life of sanctification. And let me say, if we don't live a life of sanctification, then our service is going to be nothing. Let's just be honest. It's not going to be anything. So our service. What's involved in our service right quick? How about our worship? Our worship. Oh, me. The Lord seeking, folks, to worship. John chapter 4, verse 23, he said, But there cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. I'm telling you what, what can we give Him? Hey, we can give Him our, our praise, our worship, can't we? That's what He's looking for, our worship. Now, there's private worship. You and I ought to have time at home when we read the Word of God, when we spend time studying, when we spend time praying. That's, our, that's some private worship. And by the way, if our private prayer life isn't nothing, our public prayer life won't be either. All right? Keep that in mind. And so we should have that private devotion time, worship at home. But I'm going to tell you what, we also have that public worship. Hebrews chapter 10, he said, And having a high priest over the house of God. Aren't you glad it's Jesus Christ that's in control? 
Amen. Let us draw near with a true heart and full sureness of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Let us consider one another provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as a matter of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. I'll tell you what, a gift that the Lord is looking for us, from us, is for us to come to God's house and worship Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth. Let me ask you a quick question. How many of you watch TV two hours a day? How many of you are going to lie about it? Uh huh. I would venture to say there's not somebody in here that don't watch TV at least a couple hours a day. And yet, come Sunday morning, we have a hard time getting to God's house to give him two hours on Sunday morning. Don't get too quiet on me now. I mean, but I'm not telling the truth. Here is the Lord who has given us so much as we're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating his great gift and we're celebrating Jesus Christ coming. And listen, he's done so much for us. Can we not give him back a couple hours a week? That's sad. But you know, being here today, the Lord's pleased with that. It's a great gift. And I'm going to tell you what, not only is it a great gift, but I'm blessed when I come to God's house. You believe? Blessed. So we, we see private worship. We see public worship. That is gifts to the Lord. But how about our works? Again, uh, if our walk and our worship's not right, then our works aren't going to be right. But let's, let's look at this right fast. And I'm trying to hurry because my throat's getting scratchy and all anyway. But how about our time? How about our time? Ephesians 5, 16, 17, redeem, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be you, um, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. How about that one? Redeeming the time so we can know what the will of the Lord is. Galatians 16, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. What are we to do? We're to redeem our time. That Bible study, prayer, church attendance, events, New Bridge, uh, Poor Man's Supper, Vacation Bible School, Revival, Christmas events, uh, they're making time to help others. Folks, what a wonderful gift to give Christ. Isn't that not a wonderful gift to give Jesus? Uh, our time. But how about our, our talents? Matthew 25, I know he's talking about there literally uh, about a coin uh, there, coins. But we can take the practical application they're just talking about our talents. What are you talking about? Singing in the choir and the cantata. How about playing the instruments? I appreciate the folks that play the instruments. Thank God for them using their talents for the Lord. How about working the sound and the live stream? How about cooking? That's my favorite right there. You that cook. Thank you. Good job. How about carpentry? Fixing things around the church. How about teaching? Using that teaching talent. Preaching. How about encouraging one another? God's called some to be deacons. God's called some to be on the trustees, 
God's called some to teach. God's called some to serve in the lady circle. God's called, he's got something for each and every one of us to do. We've got a talent. It may be just to pray one for another. Use it for the Lord. Make use of it. And then, I, I tell you, not only our time, our time, how about our treasures? Malachi chapter number 3, uh, starting verse 8, he said, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, Where have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in thy house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Tithes and offerings. Again, going back to the, what he said in the New Testament. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. Now, New Bridge, I'm going to stop right there and say you do an excellent job. You do an excellent job in your tithes and in your offerings. You do a great job in supporting missions, and thank you. You do a great job in supporting uh, the ministers that come in and out of here and giving them, thank you, New Bridge. There's, hey, there's a lot of places that don't do that, but you do. You, you do a good job supporting your pastor and his friend, family. I, I won't say how much I appreciate that. Uh, you do an excellent job. Thank you. But is that not a gift back to the Lord? Is that not giving back to Him? Yes, it is. It's giving back to Him. So you and I, we can give Him our souls. We ought to give Him our souls. If we don't, we're not going to go to heaven. We're going to go to a horrible place called hell. But I'm glad I've gave Him my soul, my heart, my life. Thank God I'm born again. Thank God. Then our sanctification. Do I always do what's right? No. But I try to do what's right. I try to live a life that's pleasing unto Him. I try to live a life that will glorify my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who has done so much for me and so much for you. And then our service. I want to serve Him. I want to worship Him. And I want to work for Him. And I want to give something back to Him. Oh, my goodness. John 3, 16. He gave the perfect and greatest gift. Jesus gave His life again that we might be reconciled to the Father and have relationship with the Father and with the Son. How it pleases the Lord when we give Him our heart and soul and salvation. How we give our life to a life of sanctification and how we serve Him, oh, bring Him honor and glory. As the wise men gave these great gifts, let's each one of you, as a child of God, give Him back some great gifts as well. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.